I don't know about you, but I follow a whole bunch of um, like early childhood development, like Instagram accounts or whatever. And it's so interesting reading all the things about like toddlers and how they just have like giant emotions and meltdowns because they're like not developmentally ready to understand how to handle their thoughts or feelings or they can't properly communicate them to you and that frustrates them more and all they know how to do is cry. It's like, it's so interesting to realize all the big things happening in their really small bodies and brains. And I don't know, I just feel like we're equipped with so much more of an understanding take on all that stuff than even our parents were with us. It's wild. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like we, I mean, we, I talk to my parents all the time, like, you know, go, they're like talking about leaps, like that they've just, yep. you know, like they, like all like, you know, kids go through leaps and they go through these like various sleep regressions. Granted, I feel like mm-hmm. kids are sleep regressions. I don't think there's sleep regressions. I think they're just, it is a gigantic sleep regression until they decide they're done. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like the stuff they have about like how kids' brains develop, what things they're doing at certain times, like it's bananas. And like, you know, I, I'll talk to my parents about it and they're like, what? Yeah, same. My mom's like, like, wait, no, you're just a kid. And I'm like, no, no, no. At this stage, he's got this going on. And you can, you're not allowed to tell him to like go to timeout. You have to de-escalate him with your own feelings. And there's like all this just like, you know, and every generation is going to have its own thing. Like our kids someday when they have kids are going to be like, oh, you did what? That's crazy. But I do feel like in general, like the level of learning or understanding has increased generation over generation. And so that's that's pretty cool to see. Yeah, no, it's it makes it a little easier and also very much not at times because they feel like they're like, oh, no, this is what your kid's brain is doing. I'm like, no, it's not. I, I'm convinced that it's, it's just melting. And I that we're yep. trying to figure out what yep. the hell to do with it. OK, so, yeah. so let me ask you. Let me ask you a question along those lines. I was just having this conversation with my mom today. And if if Mark is watching or when he listens to this later, he's my internet friend who's also a pediatrician and I like bug him with questions all the time. He's going to be like, we already talked about this, Nikki. But I'm telling you, doctors will say and the pediatricians will say that like kids don't really spike fevers when they're teething. Like they'll, their body temperature may go up, but they're not going to be like fever, fever. But then like every other parent I know and my mom included was like, oh yeah, my kid spikes wicked high fevers when they're teething. And the pediatricians will be like, well, that's something else. Like kids also get colds and viruses every five minutes. So they're teething, but also they probably have a virus. And I'm like, I don't know, because sometimes you'll just like randomly spike a really high fever for like one night for no reason. And the next day there's a tooth. So I'm just saying. <laughs> cause and effect, cause and effect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he definitely like, he's ripped some pretty bad fever. I mean, granted again, daycare viruses are every other yeah, everywhere. Like. But I mean, yeah, he's definitely like, he's got two trends when he is teething. And luckily he seems to be getting the last of his two-year molars out of the way. So hopefully we're all done with teething for a little bit. Mm. Um, But yeah, he gets like a raging diaper rash and will like usually in like the two to three days after he cuts one. And then, yeah, he'll like, he'll spike a fever for sure. Um, But I mean, he kind of, like when he's teething, I mean, you know, he's on Motrin half the time anyway. So yeah, so I mean... (laughs) to try and keep the fever down. But yeah, he was, yeah, he spiked a really bad fever at the game. So actually the week, the Friday, Friday of the games, Caitlin was at urgent care with him like all day because he spiked a wicked fever Thursday night. So like she was at urgent care for like five hours during the games. No. Friday. Yeah, so no. it was like the, you the know, whole game I, week, Caitlin deserves a medal for the week of yes. the CrossFit Bones. I mean, yes. she, she always has, but like this year, especially like it was, a legitimate dumpster fire with just this, like what Wes was going through again. Like he climbed out of the crib Thursday night before we left for the games, did it the most athletic way possible. Like I was so proud. Like wow. he, 
because I was messing around with them. Like we've got gym equipment in the basement. So I was like, we were doing deep balls over a bench and then climb over. Cause I was like, Oh, we're going to the games. Like we're probably going to do something like that. So I was just messing with him and he did it like a bunch of times. And literally that night after I taught him how to climb over objects, he literally just looks up at the side of his crib, pulls up leg over, drops down, dead hang here, lands on his feet. And he's like knocking on the door. Like I'm done. And I was like, Oh, I've created a monster. Oh my um, God. Yeah, that was, that was Thursday night. We left for the games. I think first thing Saturday morning. So basically while we were at the games, we're like, well, we can't put him in his pack and play because he's going to topple it because it's like, you know, it's half the height of his crib. So the whole week of the games were like, we brought a mattress up from the basement of the house we were staying in, put it in our room, tried to get him to sleep in that. Like it was a whole adventure. Basically he didn't really, he and Caitlin did not really sleep the week of the games. And obviously she's always a saint, but like that week, especially like anytime he made a noise, she just, would like sleep with him in the living room because she wanted me to be able to get some sleep so that I could not be a any more of a mess than I was already going to be for the week of the, week of the competition. So it was a, it was a dumpster fire. I remember texting back and forth with her that week and she did not tell me all that. I do remember her talking about how like Wes's sleep was just like kind of a nightmare. And, and I, I remember being like, well, that's extra hard. Cause you know, this week you're committed to letting Tim do Tim. And she was like, exactly. Like it just is what it is. Um, but I did not realize it was that intensive and that's man that is oh, oh yeah God. it was a whole it was a whole thing so yeah the, the bad sleep the spike the fever thursday urgent care friday was like at home pinned to her on the couch all day friday and then by saturday morning it was completely fine of course because of course, that's what because yeah, that's what yeah toddlers because toddlers yeah yeah 24 hours and they're like i'm good and then you get it three days later and you die so yeah, yeah after exactly. the game both caitlin and i got quite sick partially because oh, no. i always get sick after i compete just because you know nervous system just kind of shuts yeah. down and it's like i'm out of here but yeah so compile that with he gave me whatever he had my dad had something for like two weeks yeah it was a, the whole house basically went downhill because my my yeah. parents and Pete's parents stayed with us while we were at the game so yeah it was, yeah it was a whole it, tim no matter what like <laughs> no matter who's taking care of your kid or how big your support team is or whatever when you've got that kind of stuff going on with your son it affects you like there's oh, yeah. no way you could have been like, oh yeah, honey, you go go do whatever with him. Go sleep in the in the living room. I'm gonna sleep great here by myself. Like, no, you're not. No matter what. I mean, yeah, she didn't even on Friday when she took him to urgent care. She didn't text me until we were on. I think no, maybe it was Thursday because it was the, I think it was the day of the rain delay. I don't know. The days all blend together. It was I Thursday know. or Friday, but yeah, she texted me at like. 12 o'clock after the first event for the day and she's like hey like seriously everything's fine i'm at urgent care with wes and i was like luckily we had a big window of downtime because obviously i was like stressed out i'm like well if you're like if you took him to urgent care you're obviously concerned enough that you're not just going to give him like give him some motion and hang out at the house with him like something's concerning you yeah so yeah i was like i was like all right you need to send me photos videos so like she sent me a bunch of videos of him like happy as hell in the doctor's office he's like watching bluey on a tablet like giggling yeah. away so i'm like all right at least he's like mostly himself and just a little you know under the weather or whatever so yeah it was it was stressful but i mean obviously you know i i, I also you know obviously love and trust my wife fully so i was like look it's i'm gonna try not to think about it because i know you've got him like i mean he couldn't be in better hands obviously so like it's the best case scenario and I'm still, you know, I'm still here to do a job. So yeah, like I have to try and, you know, try and block it out as best I can. And just, you know, knowing that he was going to be fine. I'm, I'm not of a, course. I'm not a, Caitlin is the warrior in our parental relationship. Um, so 
and I'm generally not a worrying, like I'm not a worry type person. I'm very much like a, I'll, I'll ride the, the even to slightly positive outcome until I have a reason to believe in a negative outcome. Whereas yeah. she'll like kind of, she'll stress, like she'll stress snowball to a couple different eventualities on like Google MD or something like that. So it's like, we operate on two different frequencies that way. So luckily <laughs> that was, I could handle it. Like I was okay. Cause again, I'm like, all right, like he's fine. I know yeah. he's fine. Whereas yeah, she was Listen, like, let me tell you something about how anxiety works. <laughs> when you're, yeah. when you have anxiety and you're a parent, mom specifically, you gotta pre-worry about every possible scenario. Cause then when it comes, you've been like, Oh, okay. I worried about this already. So I know how to handle it because I have already been concerned that it's going to go in that direction or end up over there or someone else is going to whatever. Yeah. That's how it oh, works. Yeah. That, that definitely checks. Yeah. Caitlin definitely mm -hmm. deals with anxiety. So yeah, she definitely, that, that checks the boxes of how our, how our household functions. <laughs> same, same. <laughs> Matt is the you in our house too. Thank God. Good news for you both. That never changes. Ever. Oh, you have anxiety and worries through every stage. So <laughs> just changes. Yeah, just different worries the whole Can't way. Wait. Are you guys are you guys taking them uh down to Rogue? You're going to Rogue, right? Yeah. Today was official. It was a, yes. allowed to be public. So that was yeah, yeah, thank you. I was I'm super excited. Um yeah, I mean biggest off season competition in my mind, like most competitive, you know, strongest field. I mean it's it's everything you could ask for. Um, so I'm really excited about it, but they're not going to come with me because we're actually, so we're, we planned our like family vacation. Every, we're basic people. So every fall we go to the mountains and we go hiking with all the pretty leaves. And like, so we're going Yay. up to the Adirondacks. Yeah. We're going up to the Adirondacks in upstate New York. Like the, I don't know, it's like a week and a half before Rogue. Um, we get back a week and a half before Rogue. So she already took off work for like a week. So we're going up yeah. there. We'll be up there for seven days. So it's just too, too much to try and get her, you know, kind of her out of work more and stuff like that. So uh, my dad's going to come of course, because that's, that's what my dad does. Yeah, uh, my mom doing. might come, but my grandmother has some surgery, like her mother has some surgeries and stuff. So mm -hmm. I don't know if she's going to make the trip out, but yeah, my dad will definitely be there. My coach is going to come. So I'll have a, I'll have a nice little support network. Not my, not my, my unit, but I know they'll be there in spirit. <laughs> I wasn't planning on going, but now I know your dad's going to be there. I feel like I should go down there and work mm -hmm. out with him. Same. Hey, come on down. I've I've never been, but I've heard. I mean, all all we have some friends that lived in Austin for a little while. Like everyone seems to absolutely love the city. Like seems like yeah, a really cool so place. fun. Yeah, yeah, a lot of music, a lot of food, a lot of good stuff to do. So I mean, yeah, it's I seems like an awesome environment. And like talking yep. to some guys that have done Rogue in the past, they have really high marks for it. Like as far as just athlete environment, um, you know, it's like a little bit laid back, but obviously still like you know, very serious. Just because the field's so small, it can be a little bit a little bit more intimate, a little bit more chill. You know, there's not a lot of community community divisions going on, stuff like that. So it's basically just kind of, you know, the elite athlete and strongman show, which is sweet. For sure. For sure. I also feel like the programming sort of like lends itself to, I'm excited to see what you can do with it, put it that way. Cause I don't necessarily yeah. think programming ever <laughs> lends itself to one athlete or another, but like that type of a window, that type of programming, those implements that rogue kind of like throws at, like feel like you are very strong candidate in that type of an environment. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. I mean, yeah, if, I, I'd be lying if I wasn't, you know, if I didn't say that I was excited. Like, you know, they usually have a lot of strongman stuff. I love yep. strongman. Like, I just think the implements are fun. Um, I happen to be pretty good at most of them as well. So that helps. But like, you know, mm -hmm. I just think sandbags are awesome. Yokes, like all that. So and like looking at their programming from the past, like there's definitely, you know, 
it's a it's more of like a, a strongman semifinal, I guess I would kind of say. Like it's not like the games where you're gonna do a fifty to seventy five minute workout. Like you know, you're right. not gonna do some of those longer tests. So um which again it's like it's a unique twist on it. It's what they do, it's kind of what they're born in. So I'm I'm pretty excited to see kind of what they throw at us and how do, the weekend. Do you goes. enjoy watching Strongman as a fan? Like will you go there and, and get geeked out over you know, Rob Kearney and some of these awesome athletes coming out to do strongman? Oh, for sure. I mean, like those, there's something about gigantic men doing and like <laughs> lifting gigantic things. That's like, how can you not like, if, if I was alive, like 1500 years ago, I'm like, that's probably what I would have done with my life. Like I would have been like, I want to be the biggest guy in town and pick up heavy shit just because it's fun. I like, love it. I feel like there's like that, like very, I don't know, kind of like, and I say this in a very nice way that like, there's a Neanderthal aspect to like it's strong brutal. men. Like, just, that I, yeah, it's primal. Like it just, yeah. it's awesome. Like there's something, like the the sandbag clean event at the games. Like it was the like the broiest, most fun lifting event I've ever done in my life. Just like you and all your all your closest buddies just slinging meat on a Saturday night in the Coliseum. Like couldn't be more fun. What more could you ask for? I love it. I love it. I feel like there's totally there's even something primal in watching it. Where I'm like, I only want to scream as loud as I can scream when I see <laughs> you pick up the heavy thing off the ground. It's amazing. I love it. No, it's awesome. It's, it's always interesting, like watching CrossFitters, because all you guys have different techniques and things you know implement you're good at. Like you got known at the games for going full sin on that bike, right? Like that's your <laughs> thing now. So good. And, but I watch these strong men, and it isn't about. I, I realize there's techniques, and so nobody DM me and blow me up, right? But you look at them, and to your point, they're just huge dudes, just yeah. huge, moving huge weight, and you can't move that huge weight unless you're a huge dude. You just can't do it. Oh yeah. It's no. just, it's amazing to watch. It's so much fun. Oh yeah. And like, I mean, also it's, it's rare in life. Like I've always been the big kid always. Like I was like ever, I was like six feet tall by the time I was in high school, like freshman year of high school, I was six feet tall. I was well over 200 pounds. Like I was always the big guy. Like really? I stood out in the room. Oh yeah. Like you, you couldn't miss me at any point in my life. I had red hair until I was like 20. Like I was always huge. Like I, so I stood out in a room like a sore thumb for a number of reasons. Wait, I'm sorry. And what do you mean you had red hair? I had redder hair. Oh wow. Then, redder than now? Oh yeah. I'll have to. I'll, I'll. I'll. I'll find some photos and I'll toss them on my Instagram. Like I was. I had like shoulder length auburn hair in high school, and when I was my like when I was uh, until I was like eight or nine, I had color. I had Wes's hair. Like I had that red. Like very yes. bright. Yes, so was, yes, I understand. It, it tones like, a little bit as you get older. The same thing happened to my husband. That makes sense. Exactly. Wait, yeah, can I ask, before, I know that you, you couldn't miss you to a certain point, but did you get made fun of for being a redhead when you were like young, young? Yeah. Just imagine oh, yeah. you, and that blows my mind because I feel like now it's cool. Like Ed Sheeran made it cool. Yes, thank you. Oh, Ed, hold on. Whoa, whoa, wait. No, no. <laughs> Axel Rose made it cool. Let's get, let's get know, this. Straight. Because Tim yes. got made fun of. I'm just yes. saying. Guns N' Roses, <laughs> Megadeth, both had redheads in the band. Come on. I don't know, but that, he said that to me the other day where he was like, you realize like I got shit on for being a redhead when I was actually young. And I was like, wait a minute, for real? Like, like that's not a joke? Like that actually happened? You too? Oh, no. I was definitely, I mean, like, I, I wouldn't say like, I wouldn't say I was bullied because I was always like, yes, I was bullied, but it was because... I, again, I stood out like a sore thumb, red hair, huge. Like I like, it was, I was an easy target when I was like a younger kid, just because again, it's like you stand out in basically every way humanly possible. And I mean, luckily quote unquote, like I was always bigger. So it like was never like, 
physical bullying. It was more just, it was like the teasing, the picking stuff like that. I got in my fair share of fights. Um, But you know, it's like, yeah, there was definitely some bullying when I was a kid around not just being a redhead, but like, I mean, also kids are just Who'd be big enough to pick a fight with you. Come on. There were not many people that were that start that stupid. Um, so no, to be, to be fair, <laughs> that's why I said it rarely resorted to physicality because it was kind of hard to pick a fight with the kid that was 30% bigger than everybody else. Right. That would be dumb. <laughs> but kids are dumb. So I wouldn't put it past anyone. Truly. Anyway, so you are always the big guy is where you were going with all that. Yeah. And like, and that's like, so it's funny to me, like being in a room, like, you know, uh, like Rob or no, was it Rob at the games? Was Rob Kieran? Was he the guy yeah, in the strong yeah. there? Yeah. yeah. yeah so, oh, no, he, he wasn't the one that was, that was helping you guys out. Was, um, that Ryan, guy was, um, I interviewed him on the stream and I'm already blanking on his name, but yes, he, there was, there was a strong man professional who yeah. was like back there being like, this is a sandbag. This is how you do it. Who's Brian. And, oh man. I can't remember his name, but anyway, Jason, like, so Jason something. Maybe. We're going to have to Google now. We'll Google um, it. <laughs> but yeah, it was just like, so when I'm in, like being near those guys, you're like, holy crap. So it's, it's, it's funny. It's a funny experience for me to feel like not the biggest guy in the room. So like, I kind of like being like seeing the strong men and like just seeing how big they are. I'm like, Oh, nice. I'm actually like the small guy now. <laughs> oh, for sure. The, the oh my God. Yeah. Strong men are huge. And I mean that with oh, yeah. the most respect possible. Like when I was at rogue, I saw two men and women who were all there, you know, like obviously competitors and they were at the, at the stand getting food and they ordered hot dogs and ice cream right in the middle of the competition. I'm like, I love you guys so much. Like, this is so good. But they were all, you know, half shorter than me and outweighed me by a hundred pounds. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It was so cool. So, so cool. Well, that'll be a fun competition for you, man. Maybe they'll, uh, they'll give you like a strongman implement and the, echo bike like back to back that'd be great that's that's all i'm asking for let's get some sandbag cleans and an echo bike and let's just go really fast and see who wants to die a little bit (laughs) i was scared for you bro i was legit scared for you at the games and i'm not saying that as a joke like i was in the stands watching and you got to the end of that event and you did your full sin thing and i'm going dear god he might have a heart attack i might watch a games athlete die here in person because i knew you wouldn't stop i knew it and i was right and Thank God you survived. Dude, that that moment was like, it's probably, it's easily top three of my like competition career as far as like just environment, you know, like being in the Coliseum is always super cool, you know, and like it's, it's not rare, but I mean, it's rare enough in sport where you kind of, you get to showcase something that you're really good at, like in a, like a, in a kind of spectacle sense, I guess. So it's like, you know, when I got to the bike, like I knew like this is an implement we've trained on. We train workouts all the time where the machine's at the end. So you got to sell your soul to finish strong. Like we do that very often. It's a a staple of our training. So like I knew I had it in me. So like to get the opportunity to do it and to do it in front of the Coliseum on a, on a, what was it? Saturday night? No. Friday night? It was one of those. Yeah. It was Friday was Friday night. So it's just, it was super cool. And like, yeah, I mean, the second I kind of got on the bike, like gave it a couple seconds. And like, once people kind of realized what was happening, like the sound in the Coliseum, I was like, this is it. Oh, electric. Totally. There's no stopping now. Like you got to finish what you started, give the people what they want. I was going to do it anyway. But yeah, I I just remember like my judges, like I opened my eyes after probably like, it felt like 30 seconds, but it was probably like seven and I like open my eyes and I'm looking at the monitor. I'm like, okay, just kind of dig in a little bit more. My judge's hand went up and the place just went 
bananas. And I was like, oh, this was, it was just such a cool moment to like get the Coliseum behind you and kind of like, you know, again, be able to showcase something you're good at. So it was pretty right. awesome. You had the hair going side to side too. Is that part of the movement or were you just being extra? Which oh, extra, 100%. <laughs> Yeah, it was no. That was that was fully surrendering my well being to the universe of like wanting to just get this done. So I mean, yeah, the, some of the photos from that event are hilarious. There was one I think CrossFit sent me one. It's like I am fully slack jowled. My eyes have gone white. Like my hair is kind of blown off to the side. I was like, Aww. that is a close up of the darkest pieces of fitness. Uh-huh. And it was amazing. How far was the bike from the finish line? I don't remember. It was real close. But it was right there. How, how oh, far? It was, no, close enough that you, I literally stumbled off the bike and just threw a leg over the finish line and yeah. I was there. Well, I was going to ask, were you worried that you wouldn't be able to get over the finish line going that hard? Because that happens like on a bike. Oh, like, dude, adrenaline, was, adrenaline was so high. I felt like I could have run through a brick wall. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. it was, I mean, yeah, I general. So to be fair, when I do those workouts in training, I absolutely fall off the bike and don't move for 20 minutes. Like it's, it's not a, it's not a normal thing to kind of bounce up and be like, Oh, that was awesome. But like my adrenaline was so high from the crowd there. Like I crossed the finish line and I was very surprised. I was like, all right, you got to get up and like high five some people. And I got up and I was like, I'm okay, actually. Like, this is all right. And then the second we got off the Coliseum floor, it was like, the adrenaline dump crashed and it was like, Oh, I'm not okay. Ew. So it just, it just hit a little later than it normally did. <laughs> Pretty cool. Pretty cool. I loved it. So it's been, it's been a little bit now. I've had a few weeks. What, what has the last like couple months been like? Like, have you, did you take a break? Are you back to training now? What was the flow like for you? Uh, I definitely took more time off than I normally do. And I frankly would have taken more if the road qualifier wasn't happening. Um, Mm. You know, so like for me, I, Usually, as I've gotten older and wiser, uh, I've kind of actually started to appreciate like taking some time for my body after the games, like 2017, 18, 19, like I was back in the gym, I mean, like three, four days afterwards. And I was like, all right, let's go throttle down next year. Just because, you know, again, it's like I was kind of young, dumb and like didn't really believe that anybody took time off. I was like, no, everyone's lying. They just want you to think they're taking time off so that they can get further ahead of you. You know, it was kind of that mindset of like, like I'm young, I'm here now and I want to continue to get better. And I didn't really appreciate the fact that like, it's okay to take some time for your body and your mind and your fitness isn't going to completely just die. Like it's it's really okay. So I took, I mean, I'd say for about two and a half weeks, I did nothing but stretch, catch up on business at the gym and golf. Um, So Mm. that was pretty great. And then uh, golf is just bro code for day drinking truly, right? Basically. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So we, and like, I I think right around like the two week mark, two and a half weeks, Rogue announced their qualifier dates. And that was definitely on my list of like, okay, like I, I've always wanted to do Rogue. I've, I've missed qualifying narrowly. I, you know, missed an invite by a couple spots one year. So I've kind of been like close, but no cigar on that competition every year. And like, I really wanted to get it on my calendar and get it done this year. So I would say I didn't start training, but I did start exercising. Like I, I jumped into classes at my gym and I was like, okay, you have to do something. Like you, you can't just show up and hope to qualify for road. Like you need to move your body a little bit. So I started doing classes for like a week and then basically like jumped into the qualifier. Um, and I'd say after that, I took like another week off just cause like I didn't, I did the qualifier under very non-ideal circumstances. Um, like we, Kate's grandmother passed away while we were at the games. So add that to the shit show of what was kind of our family you know, kind of 
the family uh, dynamic for the games. Um, so she lost her grandmother, and her funeral was the weekend of the qualifier for Rogue. So it was kind of like, you know, we had a five-hour trip each way back home. So it was like squeezing in qualifiers, you know, at 7 o'clock at night after the funeral services, on doing two workouts on Friday morning before we left town, doing one Sunday morning at, like, ass crack of dawn, doing another one Sunday when we got back from, like, a five-hour car trip. And, like, so it was a very non-ideal, like, kind of circumstance for me. But that was kind of obviously the commitment that I made to Caitlin, like, obviously like family's going to come first. That's, you know, kind of since, especially since we have West, like that's like family comes before CrossFit and that's if the results are going to be what they gonna, they're going to be. Um, so, you know, luckily, I mean, I was able to pull it off. And again, she was obviously incredibly supportive. Like we finished the funeral services Saturday at like four thirty, And I was like, can I drive to my parents' house and go do this workout now? And so I went over there and did a workout and yeah, so it was, it was a bit of a mess of a weekend. Um, so I took another week off after that just because again, it was a very physically and emotionally draining weekend for everybody. So just kind of give my body some more time. And then I started training, I guess, basically, I mean, this week, essentially like Monday of this week was when I was like, all right, let's start to really kind of dig in a little bit, start to get some volume back under our feet so we can have like a solid, you know, five to six weeks to kind of get ready for rogue. So yeah. So, I mean, but I happily would have, you know, just done classes at my gym for another couple of weeks. Like, honestly, I probably would have done just like a, you know, drop West at daycare, jumped into the A15 class and done that, frankly, through like the end of October, maybe, you know, like I would have taken a solid couple of weeks of just one hour a day, enjoy it, kind of find some actual balance in my life. Um, but all that being said, obviously I'm stoked to qualify for rogue. So I'm very happy to kind of ramp it back up now. And, uh, there'll be another off season after rogue for sure. An actual, like, nice off yeah what if what's gonna happen when you're at rogue like is a meteor gonna hit your house while you're gone or like i mean I truly at that. this point yeah I, I mean yeah luckily that like, the games was the most stressful week as a family that we've had in my like since west was born as far as like my competitions go um you know again obviously the the brunt of parenting always falls on caitlin those weeks like i i just get to do the fun part like i just get to play with him and just kind of like be fun dad and then when i need time to you know do whatever i need to do to be prepared things like that she obviously takes full control so the weeks are very stressful for her always but like that the games were the first one where it was like shit was kind of going down and it was like extra dialed up and like really tough like i did wadapalooza last year that was pretty harmless again like just stressful being the only parent at home with a kid obviously like you know as as stressful as that is baseline but like there were no external things that were kind of adding to that so hopefully we can get through rogue with a with a relatively Mm -hmm. smooth smooth ride yeah, it's so funny. We have like the total opposite roles at games where like I get to be the fun parent. I mean, obviously it's a little bit different because I'm still breastfeeding. So it's like a pain in the ass and I actually have to do most of the feeding, but, <laughs> but I get to be like the fun one where like I'm, I'm working and Matt is like dad of the year and like has to deal with all that and is giving bottles if I'm not around and like all that stuff. And then I like get back usually after bedtime, maybe do a dream feed or something. And then I'm like, well, Thanks for all your hard work today. I'm going to go to sleep now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's nice when the roles switch up a little bit for mom. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. I'm the fun parent now where my kid's about to turn 21, so we're going to have drinks together. It's going to be great. Why? That's amazing. Holy crap. I can't I imagine Wes is going to be 21 one day. That's just like Dude, It, it, it happens like two, two months, two months from now. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, because I'm telling you, two years old feels like yesterday yeah it's really wild, john it I is can't. wild 
I but, can't picture him with teeth, let alone like <laughs> a drink in his hand. Yeah, like that's crazy. And Matt said it the other day, which was like I, I almost burst into tears. He was like, "I he's gonna be taller than you someday." Isn't that crazy? Like the way you're like holding him now, but then he's gonna like hold you because he's gonna be taller than you. I was like, "Don't say this, my baby. <laughs> Don't do it." Oh um, man, no. The, the photos of Wes because like Wes was a he wasn't a big baby by any like he was he was born like. I think it was two weeks, about two weeks before his due date, because like Kate had some hypertension. There was like yeah, a whole, yeah. whole slew of things kind of that went on with the pregnancy. So he was born like two weeks early, not small. Like he wasn't like by any means premature. Like he was like, I don't know, just shy of seven pounds, like decent oh, lengths. Yeah, yeah. Like he wasn't a small baby by any stretch, but like, man, the first couple of days, like seeing photos of like him just like basically like literally this. The like, size of like a burrito. This. He's a burrito. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just like holding a burrito on my chest. And it's like crazy now. Like I'm holding like a 35 pound squirming sack of potatoes. Like when I'm uh-huh. whenever he wants to be held down, it's like I'm still going to cherish it. But damn, it's exhausting to hold you now. It is really? very tiring to hold you. <laughs> yeah, it seems like the bulk of the season was a real roller coaster for you, Tim. Yeah. Just, you know, for the, the competition. And then obviously, like all this, you know, you know, family stuff at the games. When you're looking back on, you know, the season and your games experience, like what are you taking away from it this year? Um, I mean, it's definitely, it, it definitely gets harder every year, you know, like as Wes gets a little bit bigger and like, you know, the kind of, I mean, just like wanting to be kind of like around him more, like just like mm-hmm. wanting to be as present as humanly possible, like through everything, like, you know, leaving for competition sucks. Like, going to train on the weekends like I obviously I I still love training but like you know being away from him is tough so it's like there's definitely there's a lot to take away as far as like I feel like I I stuck to my guns as far as like my values and kind of the commitment that I made to Caitlin and myself of like you know and honestly if anything like I'm probably most proud of this game's performance than anyone before just because I was, I mean, it wasn't my best finish. Like I was proud of it. Like I executed, you know, pretty well on the whole. There was mistakes, of course, like everyone makes mistakes and, you know, very few people have a flawless weekend, but like, I feel like my leaderboard placement was an accurate reflection of my fitness and it was an accurate reflection of, you know, how my dedication and how my days split lined up, things like that. You know, I was like, again, I, I wasn't, if I didn't get my training done and, enough time to get all the other work done that I have to, like, I'm still, you know, pretty present at our gym, do a lot of things for that. So it's like, you know, the West is only at daycare for like seven hours. So it's like, you know, there's, there's just not a lot of time. And like, I was committed, like, okay, you know, I'm not like Sundays are no longer a training day. Like Sunday mornings are for aerobic stuff. Like I'll take a quick 60 to 90 minutes, get in with the fitness that I need to, but I don't want to miss out on family time as much as I can avoid it. So just like, you know, I, I made a bunch of changes and commitments this year to continue to like, hopefully, put family first as much as humanly possible. Like obviously outside of like having to travel for competitions and like, you know, be selfish around those times. Um, And obviously there were periods where more selfishness was required, like last chance qualifier, like certain training blocks, things like that. But, you know, it was just like on the whole sticking to, you know, family was first and like being a dad, the most like being a dad and being the the husband that I want to be for, for Caitlin and for Wes, like that's the most important thing to me because I'm not going to compete forever, but like, I'm going to be Wes's dad forever. And like, that's way more important to me. So, you know, I think if anything, I guess the year was like a pretty fulfilling one as far as like kind of how I felt personally. And the fact that I was able to have the performance that I did, like kind of training the way that I did. And like, you know, again, just not having it be the be all end all of every single day. Like it was obviously, 
you know, training is a huge piece of my day still. Like I still train for, you know, three hours plus or minus depending on the time of year. So it's like, it's still a massive component of my day. Um, but you know, it's not the, the shining jewel of like, you know, Mm. if I don't make CrossFit games, I'm probably going to be on, you know, I'm going to be on a mental watch for a couple of weeks afterwards. You know, it wasn't, it never felt like that kind of stress Mm. that I've put on myself in years past. And like, that was kind of refreshing and a little bit rejuvenating in a lot of ways. Um, um, I'm excited to carry it into one more year. Yes. One more year. I love the, the mental shift that you're talking about is almost greater in it to me than the physical one. Like, yes, of course, like blocking off your time and physically being present and saying like, okay, well, I, I trained today when I could, but now I have to go be with my family. Like the physical, where you are in time and space is, is a huge change and a big commitment, of course, but the mental shift that comes with like, okay, I'm not going to be down on myself if this workout doesn't go the way that I planned it. Or, you know, I'm, I, and not even faking it, like really living it, not even being like, okay, I'm down on myself, but I'm going to put it away so I can play with my son for a few hours before bed. And then I'm going to be down on myself, like really living the like, okay, close the chapter on today and and be in a good mood and be with my family and move on to tomorrow. Like that, I feel like is almost more difficult than physically putting down the barbell and walking away from it. No, hundred percent. I mean, that's like, I mean, kids do weird shit man like just just weird just just having one changes like it it changes your perspective in ways that like you know everybody says it it sounds really cliche if you don't have kids you're gonna be like oh another idiot saying kids yes i know i said the same thing i said that even when i was pregnant i was like yeah right y'all don't know y'all bitches don't know me (laughs) (laughs) everyone was right everything i said was wrong everyone was right (laughs) yeah i mean 100 percent. like it's very true and like it changed you know like I don't think I could ever have honestly, like, I don't know if I ever would have reached that perspective if we didn't have a family. Like, I I honestly can't say with any kind of certainty, like, I don't know if I would have been able to get to that point where like, I could be content with the outcome regardless, because I was happy with the way that I got there. Like, I've always been very process oriented, you know, like, it's just it's part of being an athlete is like, you know, kind of surrendering outcomes to a certain extent. But like, I feel like I did it, but there was always that little, like, there was that little nag still that you kind of like just squelched and tried to deal with slowly. Whereas like now it feels a little bit more kind of like genuine and easy just because again, it's like, it really does. Again, it it just, it really is just a part of it's, it's a part of me and it's a much smaller part of who I am and like what I hope my legacy will be than like, you know, who I am, like who I am as a father, who I am as a husband and kind of like how Wes sees me in 10, 15, 20, 30 years, you know, like that's, that's way more important. So like CrossFit, you know, I I think I see it more now, like even the competition side of it more as like an outlet to try and live out values that I want Wes to have than anything. Like Mm -hmm. the fact that like, you know, dedication to a task, like, you know, being able to, again, be process oriented, like, you know, there are, these are things that I think, you know, just having passion for something like finding, you know, taking risks and trying to pursue something that seems frankly kind of maybe statistically very stupid and slim, like, but it's okay if you're like willing to, you know, if you're willing to put in the time and be focused on getting there, like it's okay to do those things. Um, So yeah, I kind of see this journey now as like more of a, I guess, hopefully a very real life teaching tool for, for Wes one day and for myself. Shit. I mean, I've, I've learned more about myself in the last two years than I have in the last 30 before that. So yes. Relatable. I love that. I love it so much. When my, um, when my dad, when I was little, uh, ten, like between ten and twelve, my dad was a pro bass fisherman, and fished every tournament you can imagine. It was really good, by the way. And he was <laughs> in this like 
you know, this club and every year he'd win first place every year. And I was home when I, I think it was maybe sometime after college. I might've been even been married at the time. And my mom had all my dad's trophies out and all his awards he'd won. And I'm looking at him and there's a gap about a five-year gap where he didn't win a damn thing. Like nothing. It's literally like first, 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 nothing for like five years. And then back to first, 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 first. And I'm like, mom, what the hell happened to dad? Like, why'd he start losing? She's like, John, he didn't lose. That's when he quit fishing to take you. And and what you're describing, your son's going to see someday that, you know, dad was super dedicated to winning the CrossFit games, but not at the expense of this family. Mm -hmm. And that's really cool. Like really, I appreciate cool. that, man. That's a that's a really cool. That's a cool. I mean, I I hope all parents are like that. I know they're not, but I mean, like it might obviously like that's the kind of. I mean, yeah, I've I'm very lucky to have incredible parents. Like you know, I've I've had I have had and have a great relationship with them. So it's like I know how much it means like to have an upbringing that like you were put first and like you know like there like there was a lot of attention put into like you and what you're taught and like the lessons that you learn and things like, I know how important that is. Like I can see it now much better than I could, like even three, four five years ago. Um, I appreciated it then, but like now I appreciate it even more. And again, that's like, that's, that's what it's all about for me. So, I mean, I'm yeah. hoping that, yeah. Well, I, I hope that you, you still had a hell of a, a, a games competition. And yeah, seriously, we're out here I'll talking be- like you <laughs> didn't even make it. Like you crushed it this year. Yeah, and, and arguably I, I think, probably the most stacked men's field we've seen in years. I oh, mean, 100%. this was a stacked field. Yeah, that was, that was easy. I mean, that was hands down. And I, I was telling Caitlin on my coach, like literally like right when the game's wrapped up, it's like, I feel like I should be a little bit more frustrated about finishing 23rd, but I'm like, you're looking at the guys around you and the guys ahead of you. And you're like, shit, man. Like it was just deep. Like, you yeah. know, even on workouts, I thought I executed really well. It's like, I fin- like I finished ninth and I'm like, what the hell? Like, I feel like I felt like I smashed that out of the park and I finished ninth. And like, granted, there's always those experiences at the games because it's like, obviously it's harder than any semifinal. The fields are deeper, all that. Yeah. But like this year, definitely, I think more than any other felt like the men's field was stacked. I mean, it was like, it was top to bottom. I mean, a f- just a phenomenal competition. So yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm like you said, I don't, I don't, I don't say any of this, like, you know, not being proud of where I finished. Um, like I'm very, like, you know, yeah, of course I want to do better. Like, I don't do this to not do better than 23rd, but at the end of the day, like it's a competition and like there are winners and losers and there are guys in the middle and like, that's how it works. <laughs> right. And then also your 23rd fittest in the entire world. Exactly. Oh shit. That's a big deal. <laughs> that's a big deal. <laughs> very big deal. Very, very big deal. So you said one more year. Is that it? You're going that to it? Yeah. One more and you're gonna walk yeah. away from this? Yeah, that's, that's, that's it. I'm I'm putting a hard line on myself because I mean, you know, it's Caitlin would never, ever tell me to stop. Like, you know, no matter how stressful it got, no matter how much it kind of like took some wear and tear on stress, family, work schedules, all that stuff. Like she would never tell me to stop because she knows how much I love it. She knows like how much it just kind of drives me and fires me up. Like I, I love competing. I love the process of training. I love getting out on the floor. You know, it's, it's a huge passion of mine. Um, So for me, it's like, but I can see like the, you know, the further along West gets wanting to have another kid at some point, like there's just going to come a point where like, I just want to not put that load on them anymore. And because Mm -hmm. like, it just feels again, 
personally, this is not like me like projecting on my wife or anything. It just feels like such an ask. Like, like I know how much it takes out of her and out of our, our schedule and like having to be like, okay, every spring, you know, there's a, th- a three week block for the open and then there's quarterfinals. And then five weeks later, there's semifinals and we're planning travel. Like, you know, it's just the season takes so much freedom out of your life and just like kind of out of your existence that I wouldn't trade it. You know, like I wouldn't trade everything I've done, but like at some point I, it has to, we have to just, I guess, move on. You know, like, like at the end of the day, I don't want to put that load on them anymore. And I want to like free up our lives a little bit, you yeah. know, like, I mean, like, frankly, you know, it's, I like, I feel like I, I'm, I'm fitter this year than I was last year. You know, like I'm 32 years old. I'm fitter than I've ever been. So it's like, it's not that I'm getting older and I can't compete anymore. I'm like, there is definitely a piece of me that would like to ride this until the wheels fall off just to see how long I can keep it going. But that's not fair to my family. Like just to keep doing it for that personal drive, I don't think is quite fair. Um, it just doesn't feel right. So, I mean, for me, like, this is my, this is my last all in year. We're going like balls to the wall, every single thing, no stone unturned for one more year. Um, and then we're going to take a little break and it's going to be really nice. And then you can bet your ass. I'll be back for masters. And I was going to say, it's not like CrossFit's (laughs) ever going to be gone from your life. Like you own an affiliate, you, you know, I bet, I bet you anything. If you just do the, like one to two hours a day of training and I wonder what's going to happen in the open, you probably will surprise yourself. Oh, no, I mean, and that's for me, frankly, like that's, you know, kind of like this is the last year where I'm all in where it's yeah, like, you know, I'm like, yeah. there's going to be a lot of, you know, there's going to be sacrifices made, things yep. like that to to very purposefully get back to the games and perform at my peak. Um, after that, you know, like, again, it's just like training is going to it's going to take a backseat. You know, it's yeah. I'm still going to train like I again, I own an affiliate. I'm going to the gym every day like and I love it. I love the training. I'm never going to not train like it's one day it will turn to exercise. It won't be, you know, it won't be, training. be exercise. Um, but yes, I mean like, but I'm definitely like, you know, there, there will be a year like 2034, I'll be 34. And I'm going to like, that's my, like, you know, we're not training. We're not living our lives with the, the focus and the intent of the games year round. Um, and then, I mean, yeah, 2035, I'll be in the master's category. So, I mean, I'll definitely, I'm hoping, and this may be naive. I, I can talk to some, uh, I can talk to some of my buddies in that category now, but like, I'm hoping that, you know, it's a lifestyle balance where like nine months out of the year, you can just work out for like an hour, hour and a half. And then for a short period, you can ramp up a little bit and you can, you know, age or like do the online semifinals games like so that it's, it's a much smaller piece of the year. And it's like, okay, most of the year it's cool. Like we're good. Life is actually balanced. Not this kind of weird athlete balance where it's not actually balanced, but it's as balanced as you can get it. So I'm hoping that that's what it's like, but that's what I'm going to treat it as. And again, if it gets, you know, hopefully it gets me to the games in the master's category. If it doesn't, again, I'm not, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it, but I'll definitely, I'll never, I'll never be done with CrossFit. It's, it's my life. (laughs) I'll be so curious to see, cause that, that especially that 35 to 39 division is just it's scary like it's really competitive truly yeah i mean and in the next couple years i mean again by the time i'm 35 i'm like shit pat's probably going to be in there you know like all these guys that are like you know they were again they're podium contenders in the individual division up until they're 32 three four like yeah so i mean it it could get wild and i could be very off base it's very (laughs) possible i'm fully ready to admit that but Again, like that's, you know, like I'll never stop doing CrossFit, you know, I'll never stop like, you know, I'll never stop competing because again, I I love it. It's fun. It drives me. It excites me. It's, you know, it's it's something I'm passionate about, but 
it will never occupy my life the way that it does now and has for the last basically decade, you know, yeah. like since basically 2013. So yeah, 2023 will be the last year where it occupies my life to the point where it, you know, it detracts from many other things. And I mean, that's for a lot of reasons. Like, you know, I, I want to get back in our affiliate more. I want to coach more. Like, you know, like I, I want to be there more and like not there training. Like I want to be there, there, like mentally present there. Um, you know, so like there's, there's a lot of things like that that I'm excited for once competition ends as well, which makes it, I guess, a little bit easier to step away. Um, I say that now, but you know, we'll, we'll see how I feel in 12 months. You also get to look forward to, I guess it'd be around 20, 35 or 36 of ramping Wes up for the 15 year old division at the games. Oh my exactly. God. We got, I mean, Hey, the kids in gymnastics. Now we started soccer last yes. weekend. So he's, yes. he's, start, he's starting to do some of those cool, like, you know, and that shit is fun. It, that is like, yeah. especially for like, well, first off, Kate is so proud to be a soccer mom because she, she grew up, she played soccer in college. Like soccer was always her sport. So like he started soccer last weekend. So she was like out on the field with him running around, like parents have to be with him. And she was like, she was cloud nine. Oh. She was so excited. Um, and then, you know, so, and then he had gymnastics on Monday and like, you know, going to be there with him and like, obviously gymnastics in a very bastardized sense is a part of my life through CrossFit. So it's cool. Like, you know, he's like, they're trying to teach him how to do somersaults and they're doing all sorts of like hanging from bars. And like, granted, we do that stuff for fun. Like just he and I at the gym in the basement, like he loves doing muscle ups, you know, like he likes when dad picks him up, puts him over the bar. So like, yeah, he's into it. So like seeing him in the gym, like bouncing around on the trampolines and like trying to learn that stuff. It's super cool because especially now, like pseudo selfishly, I'm like, that stuff is so good for you, dude. Like huh? no matter, no matter what you do in your life, you are, as long as you don't hate it and as long as you're cool with it, I want you to do gymnastics as long as possible because yes, body control you. and body awareness, it doesn't yes. matter what sport you want to do. Like you can go swim, you can go golf, you can play like, whatever yes, the heck you decide to do. Basic body awareness goes a long way. And Damn, I never I'm, like, I'm, I'm looking <laughs> in a mirror truly. And I've said this on the podcast before, but the second Hunter can walk, we are putting him in gymnastics because there is no better foundation for body awareness or athleticism outside of gymnastics. And like you said, as long as he yeah. loves it, and as long as he wants to do it, and as long as it's fun, the stuff that comes with it, because any other really niche kind of sport that teaches you how to be strong and how to be physically aware and how many, whatever comes with like a lot of hangups. Like I did dance and like my legs were strong and my core was strong. And my posture was good, but like my brain is totally fucked up. So like <laughs> that's the plan is like the second he come up, cause he's been in swim since he was like oh, eight yeah. months. Yeah, Nine right around the same time. Yeah. Awesome. And dude, I should, uh, John, I have to send you this video. I can't believe I haven't sent it to you yet, but it was last last weekend or two weekends ago where they do the thing where you like, you kind of like push them into the pool, but then you oh, like, you yeah. like show them, you like show them how to get to the edge I, and they hold on to the edge because swim at this stage is just about survival. Yeah. So Matt was like, okay, ready? Here we go. And Hunter just launched himself in. Like, uh, no, he didn't touch him. He didn't guide him in. He didn't push him into anything. He was just like, Bloop. And it was like, it's like a burrito, just like flopping into the water. And then he came right around him and put his hands on the edge and popped right up. And I was like, you are 12 months old. That's awesome. What are you doing? That is crazy. Nailed it. No, Nailed it's it. awesome. Stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, they're like, obviously being athletic parents, like there are certain things that like, I will definitely encourage him to do as long as he likes them. Like, and swimming's another one because it's like, so there are these certain you. things that are just like, 
being so engrossed in fitness all the time, like whether from a coaching standpoint of my affiliate, whether as an athlete, like there are just certain things that are good for you as a human. And like learning how to swim is one of them. Learning basic body awareness is another one. And frankly, that's basically it in my opinion. Like, yeah, there are other things like, yeah, you need to learn how to do other things as well. But like, if you can learn how to do those two things, like if you can learn how to be buoyant in water, if you can learn how to breathe in water, breathe in control, and you can learn how to move your body through space. If you can do that for a good piece of your childhood, you can go be phenomenal at whatever else you want. And you'll pick it up probably really quickly. True. You know what I would, you know what I would add to that other, that one other thing is language. I think starting to learn not physical. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> totally. Chug a beer probably is also another good life skill to have, but not when you're a baby. But yeah, I think also it's so much easier to learn another language when you're like little, little, little. But anyway. Oh, yeah. 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 No, my, my sister's fluent in Spanish. So I know that it, that there's somewhere in our, in our DNA, there is a, there is a language gene. It just seems to have completely skipped over this. <laughs> <Bypassed>. uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I took Spanish in high school and I learned like seven words and I don't remember many of them. So <laughs> that's another thing I would love for him to try. To I'm learn. pretty sure your heritage is Viking anyway. So you guys were yeah. probably just conquering and making them assimilate your language anyway. So exactly. that That's what I'm going for. That's, that's the lineage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, listen, Tim, we, we don't want to take up too much time away from your family. I, you know, it's so good to catch up with you. Yeah, dude, it's so fun. Uh, and I, I hate we didn't get to talk about your dad some because we love your mom and dad so much. I was going to say, we didn't even talk about your parents. You're, you, I think you, and this is probably going to land me some hate mail, hate DMs, but I, I think that you might have our favorite parents of like any they're athlete. Way, they're way up there. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. They are. No, they're awesome. I mean, I, I can't rave, I can't rave about them enough. You know, it's, there's both my parents and Kate's parents were super involved in Wes's life. And like, that's obviously like crazy cool to see just like, you know, have him grow up in that like environment with like, you know, really supportive parents and grandparents. Like, so yeah, my parents are fantastic. We're actually, we're going down the, we're leaving tomorrow. My sister's bridal showers tomorrow. So Kate's going to that. I'm going to go back with Wes and one of my, uh, one of my buddies, his daughter's three year birthday party is the afternoon. So we'll have ourselves a, a busy little weekend down in Pennsylvania, but yeah, please tell them that we say hi. Please, please. please. <laughs> I'm sure they'll be tuning in. I'm sure they've probably listened to part of this if I had to guess. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Hope so. Probably. Well, listen, if we don't get if we don't get down to Austin, good luck at the rogue. Yeah. Sure kill it. I, I'm thinking I might try to get there though. I need to get there. Hey, so why not? We'll I see you got a you got a bunch of guitars back there. I mean, hey man, Austin's a music city. Why <laughs> the guitars don't travel well though that's the problem they do not travel well. and not to mention if i go to a good music city i'll probably find one and want to bring it back with me and that's not good either. that's true you can order it ship it right to your house i almost ordered one this week that's a different story for a different podcast <laughs> there's some more space on that wall i think i see one spot for one more maybe yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Have, I have three spots set aside i've only got 12 in here tim so i need at least three more because <laughs> for it. an even 15 yeah, that's what you need. Cool. I, I, I need more guitars than I have CrossFit shoes. And right now I have one more pair of CrossFit shoes than I do guitars. So. Oh, the balance that's is off. Amazing. The balance is off. Balance is Too definitely many. off. Yeah. That's okay. I probably got right, 30 well, pairs of CrossFit shoes. So, <laughs> yeah, well, you actually use them. That's the difference. Well, yes, there's that. That is the difference. All right. Well, well, thanks again, man. We really appreciate it. And Nikki, I know you got baby stuff to do too. So, yeah, I'm going to go put that little rascal down from the end. 
I'm All hoping right. Wes is asleep with Caitlin right now, but we'll see if she's managed to get him down yet. Well, go give that little boy a kiss on the cheek either way. I will. All right. Thanks, guys. And for everyone listening, we appreciate you guys joining us. And we will be back next week.